out of the shows, when you look at them like that, definitely the Disney ones are a lot more sort of positive. You know what I mean? They're mm-hmm. more... I would think, especially with this whole COVID, that would do a lot better because we're more... Um, it's, it's a lot of nostalgia involved in it. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of... I think you kind of mentioned that too. It, it's very much... It sort of takes you back to that place, you know. It's it, mm. it's, it's where you could be a kid. It's my happy place. Yeah, it's your happy place, and maybe it, it's just because it's my opinions on it. Everyone's got their own opinions. So. Well, I've always kind of joked with that whole deal of like, where like they're the devil, but at the end of the day, I don't care. I I know how, um, how ingrained Disney is to you know society in general, mm. especially at least in America. But I mean, you have Paris, so it's worldwide, right? Yeah. So there's there's no denying that. Well. Some people like it. It, it, regardless if it's not my go-to or if I, I'm always whining that. Yeah. They steal all the stories. I totally agree. And hell, my nephew's into it because it's so easy to do it. Like, mm-hmm. why wouldn't you? And so I I contribute to it. It's no big deal. But at the end of the day, I don't really fight you on it. Like, um, we didn't even bring that up this this season. I mean, sure, it'll come out somewhere. But another big kind of big surprise for me was, I believe the last year I was working there, but to find out that you're actually like a – you're, I guess not necessarily a baseball fan, but you're a Giants fan, San Francisco mm-hmm. Giants. Mm-hmm. So- I, I do enjoy watching the game, but I was having this conversation with my mom the other day. It's like they're the commissioner of baseball and the people in the offices at the MLB keep changing the rules. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, and it's just that. getting it's getting dumb. It's like I like you know I like the San Francisco Giants. I like the game, but you know they're putting all this crap into it to try and make the game move faster and it's like but we mm. want to watch the game <laughs> all three and a half hours of it yes oh, i got much better things to do in three and a half hours but again two, 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 you, know? <laughs> no, you don't. well i mean it was a nice way it lasted that sentiment like I, I i like popped it up to try to see how long you lift and you just looked at it and just watched it like flop like a rotten egg <laughs> just hit the ground like no you don't tony well and but anyway but yeah, yeah, it, it started with my brother, oh, and then okay. my mom think... got sucked in, and then I got sucked in. It's kind of like a soap opera. So how did your brother get involved with it? Like, what made him? My brother is a huge Grateful Dead fan. He loves the Grateful Dead. Everything, and he's just the biggest deadhead. And so the Grateful Dead um, are from San Francisco. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So yeah. he became a big San Francisco fan, so, and... Because he's a San Francisco fan, he became a Giants and a 49ers fan. Isn't there a San Francisco song? Oh, there's plenty of San Francisco songs. Journey, uh, there's a Journey song about San Francisco. Is there one, do you know the, no, that's San Jose. Uh, Oh, God, I always blink on his name. Steve Parrish, the singer for Journey. Uh, Steve Perry? Yeah, Perry. Steve Perry, yeah. Yeah, he's a big Giants fan. The the song um, Lights in the City. Is about San Francisco, and you know you, you always see him in the stands at uh, uh, it's or- Oracle Stadium now. But maybe it's Joe Perry. Aerosmith. No, Joe Perry's from Aerosmith. Oh, okay, that's what. Okay, yeah. okay. But anyway, the singer for Journey is a huge Giants fan. Like they'll they'll play um, Journey songs like during the game, and like if he's there, he'll like start dancing down the steps, and they'll oh, wow. like zoom in on him. He'll like go up to people, shake their hands, singing along. It's it's great. It's funny. He's having such just the time of his life. He, he like <laughs> genuinely likes the team, you know? Yeah, he genuinely likes the team and just yeah. totally gets into it, and especially when they play his music. So. Well, and is that the group or, you know, Journey? Like he's not in it 
right now they got a different singer. Yeah, they did yeah. get a different singer, but you can't replace him. I mean, his, well, I mean, his voice was so iconic. Yeah, iconic and great. I, I'm not a fan of Journey, but I it's one of those I totally respect the, the, the love they get. You know, um, it's just they kind of earned it just by mm-hmm. you know they've earned it. So they have that that arena. I'm a fan of Queen, and they're very similar mm-hmm. to that whole arena rock, and so I totally dig it. You know. Yeah. Steve Perry, uh, huh? Um, I had a quick question for that. Oh, it's real funny that you know you're such a, a huge. Well, I guess were you a Journey fan? Is that kind of where it ties in? No, not. I'm not. I mean, if they're on the radio, I'll definitely listen to them or sing along. But I won't go out of my way to buy their music. Okay, okay. Because it's it's funny. Another, um, you probably know where it's going, but another band that's a huge. A baseball fan, especially of the Giants, is Metallica. Yeah, which they, is like they actually have Metallica night. They play all the time. They did a, something for a game some weeks ago, whatever. Um, it, it's so funny because you know we've had this conversation before, and I think I've said it on the show before that I respect Metallica more as Giants fans than I do as musicians. <laughs> I forgot that. No. And you're like, so if you you sat down with Metallica, you just talk about the Giants instead of me. It's like, yeah, pretty much. But um, when they have Metallica night at um, the Giants. Stadium, um, stadium there, Oracle yeah. Park. Yeah. Um, like James Hetfield and Kirk Hammett, they're they're like kids in a candy store. They're just having yeah. the time of the because when the the batters are they're doing batting practice before the game. Before, yeah, and uh, they'll let them go so. out and catch the balls like in the outfield. <laughs> like, oh, that's funny. And they're just running around, huge smile on their face, and <laughs> just having having a great time. So that so in in you know twenty twenty. The San Francisco Giants makes Metallica tolerable to you. It seems yes. like, like by no means, like I, I tell still you, won't listen to their new music. You're so wrong on some of the accounts, but you know, but I respect <laughs> that. That's funny because that's how we're we're opposite sides. Where I'm like, hey man, how come you don't give Metallica a chance? And then you just go, you just uh, retort with, hey man, why don't you give Disney a chance? Like so, we're just constantly mm-hmm. like, look, jerk, if you don't, like, we're trying to it's listen. Like Cold to War. It. Yeah, pretty much. it's, it's um, we're, we're kind of in a uh, mutually it? assured destruction. Yeah. <laughs> like like Megadeth. Well, I've kind of went away from what I was supposed to finish, but I'll, I'll jump back into the, the the rock or whatever stuff pretty soon. But so it was in late eight eight August the eighth, so it might have been either Friday night or Saturday night. I'm not gonna do the research on it, but it was early eight nine. So I was up um, doing just kind of watching videos or something. Just for some reason, I, I was sleepless, and so this was about four thirty a.m. I'm messing around probably with the show. I'm, I'm doing stuff. And, and I like the day or, no, it must have been like a week before. I had, It might have been when you gave me gummies, because didn't you give me gummies the first show? I, I've given you gummies a few times. Yeah, because I'm a big gummy bear fan. Yeah, yeah they're, the, they're the only earth food that I could, that I could tolerate in my <laughs> alien body. I like that. It took, it took 54 minutes, but I finally tied it back into aliens. But, <laughs> yeah, a record for me. So, sometimes we don't make it at all. <laughs> yeah, some, yeah, most times we don't make it at all. But so I'm craving gummy gummy bears. I'm like, oh, man, because, you know, I'm, I'm snacking. I don't know why. I'm trying to go to sleep anyway, right? But I'm like, God, it would have been dope if I had some gummy bears. So I, I'm going to sleep, and, and I'm tossing in bed. I'm trying to go to sleep. I'm get, trying to get ready for bed. It's it's August. It's probably hot or whatever. Mm-hmm. And in my blankets, as I'm kind of shoving them around, out pops this little uh, green be- gummy bear. <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm already like dozing off, and I see a gummy bear. And I swear I saw like the, the, the lights descending from heaven, and it was like, hallelujah. Aww. Yeah. Yeah, it was like, hallelujah, I've been saved. And so I chomped on my gummy bear, big old grin on my face, and 
Fortunately, I, I digested before I, I dozed off because otherwise it could have been clogged. That would have been <laughs> death by gummy bear. That would have been hilarious. Like, you could choose a way to go. I mean, yeah, it's like, <laughs> like you, I could just imagine my funeral. Like this man died the way he lived, like he eating gummy doing bears, what he loved. doing what he loved, <laughs> eating gummy bears, and then I got a big old grin on my face. Put a gummy bear on your tombstone, and, and then they're trying to close the casket, but I, I'm sporting an erection. All right, I took it uh, dirty okay. right away. There's the line, and <laughs> there, we crossed it. All right, yeah, you sorry, jumped over that line. Apologies to my sisters for having to hear about my my erection, <laughs> and I just bring it back up again. Okay, so let's go to the. the I had this rant that just kind of came up, um, mm-hmm. what was it, like last night? No, not last night, sorry. A couple nights ago, I think. Yeah, a couple nights ago, like maybe Wednesday. Yeah, because you mentioned it to me last night. So Did I? Yeah, so I had this situation where I woke up like at 3 in the morning. You know, I have to go to work. It's the middle of the week. And I look at the clock, and I'm like, well, that's wrong. I think I went to the bathroom, so I go to the bathroom. And, I, and when I come back and lie down for a couple more hours of sleep, my brain just starts firing off, and I start just thinking of stuff. And so mm-hmm. I kind of went on this rant about how, like, like I have real strong opinions when it comes to music. I love music. You know, we talk about journey, stuff like that. And so I start thinking about one big thing. I'm a big metal fan. And like you said, mm-hmm. it's, it's surprising. One of your probably big things to surprise you about Manson. I'm a, I, I like Manson. Well, I mean, I just, you you never mentioned it before. So that's why I was like, wow, really? So. <laughs> I thought maybe just um, it kind of didn't like mesh with my personality maybe because i'm very yeah. more quiet reserved guy i'm like the strong silent type you know mm-hmm. and i'm not uh, it's gonna sound dirty i'm just gonna preface that by saying it but i, I think it's teddy roosevelt that, that they talked about him or something but I, I definitely um subscribe to that whole walk silently and carry a big stick type of attitude mm-hmm. you're carrying a big stick okay it's a big difference people but so it, it's almost <laughs> like and, and i don't be and i'm a big believer of that where even though it seems kind of um, counterintuitive because I'm doing a podcast, but it's like I'd much rather show and prove than talk about it. You know, like don't talk about it, be about it. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and so anyway, so talk me- is cheap. Yeah, talk is cheap. Yeah, and any idiot could just parrot whatever, but like you got to prove it, and that ties it back into like the storage where people sit there and, and tell you like, oh, I'm not, I'm not a one of those shitty buns that does mm-hmm. drugs. It's and, like, yeah, well, your actions say otherwise. Yeah, yeah, like. <laughs> Your your uh your track record is not necessarily the best. Mm-hmm. You know your track marks record. Nah, oh, I get okay, it. okay. Nice. I'm glad, you, I'm glad you caught it. So anyway, and bring it bring in that bar low again. Yeah, okay. just push it, <laughs> lower that bar. Push it down. All right. Okay. So uh, I'm thinking about music, Manson. The reason I like metal and I like a lot of what they call like prog rock. Like mm-hmm. Rush is kind of early prog rock, but if you know they're very energetic, so that enthusiasm and Rush is very positive. They they got they talk oh, about yeah. planets and all the cool shit. Usually they say it's just single guys, like, no girls like Rush, but... No girls like Rush. It's a three-piece band. I mean, you can see sort of his, or, um, follow that train to, like, uh, Green Day or something, you know, that, mm-hmm. that cool... Even Blink-182, if you're one of those fans. Yeah. <laughs> I, my, some of my sisters like him. I've never cared for them. I like Me the drummer. Either. Travis Barker is excellent. He is a good drummer. I'll give you that. He did... I'm not going to name drop it, but he did some song with, like, this rap song that was, like, not good at all. But he made it tolerable, and I was like, okay, I'll give him that. Just like uh, Weird Al did for um, White and Nerdy. <laughs> I can't stand the original song, the white song. A lot of songs that Weird Al parodies, I can't stand the original ones, but he makes them funny. So. And and you know what? White and Nerdy, whenever I, like, I've, I've listened to different stations, when the, the opening bars to that song comes out, I, I tell myself, I hope it's White and Nerdy. <laughs> yeah. And it never is, which is, like, false, you know. I have a friend who always brings it up. She danced to White and Nerdy at her wedding. <laughs> 
Wow, that's... <laughs> I, could t- I wasn't there because she was up in Oregon, but oh. I could I could totally see her getting dancing. groove into yeah. it. Yeah, she she's my old roommate, and she's super sweet. And she's like, "Yeah, we danced to White and Nerdy." It's like, "Yeah, well, I danced to the Time Warp, so there." <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I went up to you. Yeah, um, is, is she White and Nerdy? Yes. Okay, so it's very appropriate. Yeah, Weird Al knows who he's catering to. Well, <laughs> just kind of going off on a tangent here about White and Nerdy, real quick. We'll get back to your thing yeah. in a second, but. Um, thoughts. When that song came out and I'm listening to it, I was like, this song's sitting so close to home. Oh, really? <laughs> like, like okay, the lyrics? Okay, I do that. Yeah. Okay, I could do that. <laughs> yeah, I do that. <laughs> well, it's like, um, kind of like with, with Journey, though. He knows where it's at. You know, mm-hmm. like, uh, he knows baseball fans. He, he, they know he's there. So, oh, yeah, I was going to ask, where, where does he sit? Does he sit, like, in the nosebleeds or with the people he's not like you know way up on the upper level but he's yeah. not like you know front row or skybox you know in the, the dugout the, whatever. Um, they don't make him the a personal box thing skybox you know? yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they don't make him like the, the celebrity manager of the night or something no no it's just you know if they play one of his songs he'll get into it and yeah. he'll go dancing down and like you know for the tv broadcast it'll zoom in on him because they're like oh there he is <laughs> i just thought, had this thought he's not like um the way I imagine Jack Nicholson to be, because he's a big Lakers fan. So he's and he's always on the floor. He's like yelling oh, at the refs, yeah. like, "No, come no, on, Kobe, like shoot it, shoot it." Um, yeah, you, you get the sense that when uh, he's watching baseball, he's just having fun. Yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> and that's what I've. The only sports I've been to was like three, I think, Dodger games down Dodger Stadium, and they've been very separate. Like one, I think I was eight. Or, yeah, it was one where I was like seven, eight. Like, I, I don't even remember. I was so small, but I do remember my dad taking me. And I think he took me and my cousin and his dad. So it was like, you know, a father-son bonding thing. And or for sure we went when I was like 14 or 15. And the reason I remember that was real funny because we're standing there. And you ever heard of Deion Sanders? He's like mm-hmm. kind of – well, he, he was a dual sport player. Like, he played football and baseball. He played ba- – or football, yeah. Yeah, the, he played on the Niners, I believe. Um, the Giants had a pitcher that was a football player as well. Like recently? Like in his past. Oh, okay. Cause like he played football, then he moved to baseball. Yeah, because he, he wasn't he was in it. Um, he played uh, baseball. He was like outfield or something. Mm-hmm. But so the where we got seats, it wasn't, you know, it was just accidental. But we were sitting like right above where the away team comes. Mm-hmm. And so the, uh, Deion Sanders, he played for the Cincinnati Rays, I want to say. Rays are Cardinals, no but it's not the Dodgers. So anyway, we're standing over their their side, the visiting team, and you know the Dodgers come out or they come last, whatever. But we're up close where the people are coming out, and I see Deion Sanders, and you know I get all like fanboy because like I mm-hmm. I kind of like football at that time. I like sports in general, but he, he just he played for the Cowboys, didn't? I don't know now. See, I thought it was the Niners. He might have played for both. Who knows? Uh. But the point being that he came out and I got all excited, so I started yelling like Dion. Dion, so I'm like looking at him, and my cousin grabs me, and he has like this, this like fear in his eye. He's like, "Shut up, idiot! Like we're on the other side, like we're in the we're in the home team." And I'm like, "But that's Dion Sanders. I don't even know who's on the fucking Dodgers." Like I, so that that, that right away I exposed my non fanboy or my non Dodger Nation bleed blue. You know what I mean? My cousin, she's she lives in Southern California, and she's a diehard Dodgers fan. So. We get on Facebook and we're always clashing. <laughs> my brother and her. Oh no! Yeah, because my brother is much more of a Giants fan than than 
I am you. Is he just short of like stabbing people in the? No, crack? no, he's not that bad. Okay, but, so he's still know. far away from that. I mean, he's still, you know, he he'll poke fun at her, but you know, it's not like we're getting into really bad, bad arguments about it. He's not like calling up her place of employment and, <laughs> and saying mean things about her. You know, like you know, she's a domestic terrorist, right? Yeah. We had a um. One of one of the um, regional managers at storage. Um, the one that hired you. Oh, cool. Um, I remember talking to him once, and I was like, you know, I'm a fan of the Giants, but my mom and my brother, they're fans. Die hard. Bro. They have the tattoos? <laughs> no, no, but memorabilia all over the place. Yeah. And he goes, yeah, I'm a fan, too. <laughs> I was oh, like, oh, okay. Well, he's from that region. Of yeah, 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 I thought so. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, all right. But so anyway, you were you were talking about um, my rant. Yeah, your rant. So music, right? So I like we're talking about sports. It's kind of good, kind of energy vibe. But one of the big things I like metal is specifically like metal. But that high energy is sort of it keeps me charged. So even like when I'm feeling in a bad mood, it doesn't make me angry, but it definitely like keeps me pumped up. Like mm-hmm. you know, from of course classic like Metallica or something, or you know, Ride the Lightning or something like that energy. And I use it. It's it's kind of like the controlled chaos. I use that. Where, you know, you, people kind of would attribute it a metal to, like, Satan worshippers mm-hmm. and all that yeah. nonsense. You know, they had, uh, uh, we're not going to take it anymore. You know, uh, <laughs> D. Snyder famously, like, defended that or whatever. <laughs> and and here's the thing. D. Snyder is still, I believe, part of Twisted Sister, which they would dress in drag. Dude, are they still a thing? Because I know he was doing that. Uh, he, he's got a show on. It's on right the, now, I think. Is <laughs> um, it? Yeah. Like, on 104 or something like that? On 1051, uh the harder rock they play, D. Snyder's, uh, the I House see, of Hair, the House, House of Hair. House of Hair, that's yeah. what it is. Yeah. See, I always listen to Sammy Hagar on Saturday night. So. <laughs> oh, um, the Red Rocker. The Red Rocker. He's got a show they play on. Um, the, Fox? the Fox. Yeah, yeah, the classic rock. Yeah. yeah. See, I, I like classic rock, but I mean, I I don't dislike metal because I grew up listening to it with my brother. But um, I don't know. I like classic stuff more than newer stuff. Well, and and is uh, we'll kind of do a side tangent, but. When we were working still, that was kind of another big surprise because fairly recently at that time, now it's been a few years, but maybe a year or two before that, I had gotten into um, Meshuggah. So, oh, yeah. And just randomly, oh, I threw it out. good. <laughs> well, I just threw it out, and then you're just like, oh, yeah, they, one, they've been around for ages, which mm-hmm. I didn't know that because I had to look up the days like, oh, shit, they've been around for quite a bit. I like how, like, it... The rhythms all over the place to Meshuggah. It's like it's, you don't have that steady rhythm. It's, well, it, it's what they call polyrhythmic. There we go. Yeah, and the reason I found them, I'll do like I do my little brief history lesson. But before them, I was big into Mudvayne. Oh yeah. And yeah. Mudvayne, like the first two albums are like undeniably some of the heaviest shit you'll oh, hear. Yeah. They're, um, uh, their first one. Um, oh, dig them. oh i love oh, dig dig God, yeah. i mean with um, that one if if you're not just like headbanging Death blooms was one of that's my a great one too oh, death yeah. blooms yeah um so the first two albums are like ld50 was the, the first one i think mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i i own them of course but when they got to like the third they got a little like weird like a little yeah. too much alt rock which is i mean i like alt rock but not when you had what you had before you know mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. they started kind of doing more ballad stuff you know, mm-hmm. I didn't even plan this, but this is perfect to segue. So, so I got into Mudvayne, and so I was like, "Well, Mudvayne kind of shit the bit with um, Happy, Happy." That was the one that came out. It's like Happy question mark. What is like, where he's talking about like, oh, "Are you happy now?" And it's just it's too, 
too corny for my taste, which I don't mind corny, but not when you gave me uh, Dig, you know what I mean? Yeah. Which is like, with Dig, I mean, I'm, I'm smashing my fist into the ground, like, <laughs> lovingly, you know? And then all of a sudden, um, I'm, a, I'm a TA for, like, a kindergarten class. I'm like, you got to go home, Tony. He's like, all right, fine, whatever, punk kids. <laughs> so I, anyway, and so I, it kind of made me, like, sort of disillusioned. I was like, oh, man, there's got to be more good shit like this. And so I looked up, and probably Wikipedia, but they called them math metal. They're considered, hmm. and so I did research, so I'll explain that too. So that kind of led me into Meshuggah. So I put Meshuggah on, and like, Meshuggah means chaos, by the way, which ties back. Huh. I didn't think about it, right, but it's a, it's a Yiddish word for um like chaos or something. Hmm. So that's what it means is like, oh man, it's chaos. It's <laughs> so like when you hear uh, like old, old timey Jewish woman calling somebody a Meshuggah. <laughs> yeah. It's not like a sugar mama. Or, yeah. It's not like, hey baby, it's saying like, you're chaotic. You're you know? chaotic or yeah. crazy. That's what now it makes sense when I used to like streak through the the these uh, synagogues when I was younger. That's why they were yelling that out. But it all makes sense, man. This is a good therapy session. Anyway, so Meshuggah and their math metal. So what they call math metal is like the drummer. It's almost like every instrument is playing a different beat. So like your typical beat, just pop music, rock music, and I could be wrong too. So if you correct me, whatever. But it's like four four, which is like yeah. one two three four. So you're hearing like click 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 when you hear metronome that's what you're mm-hmm. hearing and so math metal it's a, a tool is considered this tool this, this too but like the guitarist is probably doing like say eight four which is like one two three four five six seven eight okay. and, and the drummer's going like maybe five four you know he's like da, 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 da. and so like each one is doing different so that's why you get those polyrhythmics where mm-hmm. you're not hearing the the bass and the drummer going on dun so it's like it, and it's cool because yeah i mean it it works well, well, there's a level of chaos to it but it works it's controlled chaos yeah. yeah well and i think it's more where it's almost each element is kind of doing its part and and your brain is trying to like corral them and it's just you have to put an effort to hear it because i don't know how many times people throw on music like pop music and it's just background noise you know mm-hmm, which is like mm-hmm. oh, i'm not even paying attention to it and it's but when when i listen to math metal or just music in general that i like I'm trying to like, my brain's trying to like sync it. It's like, wait, I'm, I'm, my brain's going click, 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 but I'm hearing da, 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 and my brain's like, wait a minute, I have to like shut up, shut up. I have to pay attention. Like, sir, can you just give me my order now? Like, shh. And you're like, dun, dun, da, 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 like, yeah. And so I go in just in, in life. I talked to my sister about this. I feel like just in life in general, there's a certain rhythm that goes through it. Like, the perfect example is your heartbeat. Mm-hmm. It's like, dun. And whenever I do anything right, even when I'm talking, you can see my hands. I'm throwing my hands right now. Mm-hmm. There's a rhythm to it. Like, even though I'm not specifically saying it as I'm walking, as I'm driving, there's a certain beat going through my, like, as I'm walking. And so I, I feel like I'm trying to sink into that. And that's mm-hmm. kind of what helps me sort of focus more on that. And so, you know, I don't get, like, all my personal problems. That helps me solve problems or whatever. So that's kind of perfect segue, though, with, with ballads, right? Um, Mudvayne started kind of doing ballads. Well, so music pumps me up. And so one of the first, we, I've talked about covers before. Pantera did a cover of Hole in the Sky, which is a Black Sabbath or Ozzy. I think it's an Ozzy song. But it's it's a, a Hole in the Sky. And when I first heard the song, it's like uh, Phil Anselm is one of my favorite singers of all time. He has this like screeching how that sounds primal. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, I listened to, oh, Black Sabbath. So I listened to the original one. It's a lot more tame comparatively. Like it, it's fine. But they definitely like sort of owned it, and so, mm-hmm. and it's funny that to me think like, oh, I don't want no ballads because, 
Then I go back to like Pantera, but wait, they have that song um, "Cemetery Gates." Oh yeah, which has those like that really sort of. And the the biggest part, ballads and hair metal happened like in the eighties. That was their 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 mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. their sort monster of monster ballads. Yeah, monster ballads, and, and so you have bands that I completely dislike. I mean, if you like them, whatever. But Poison, I cannot stand Poison. There's not I'm, a single. I'm song. not big on hair metal, but Mark likes Poison. Mark likes every hair rose metal. has its thorns. Like that's awful. It's just <laughs> awful. Lyrics are awful. The, the only li- reason I like that song, it's not because of the songs, because of a scene from Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. <laughs> Which I would give you that absolutely, which is perfect because you know which scene I'm talking about where the, oh, <laughs> yeah. where they're uh, at the gates of it. heaven and they're like, what's the meaning of life? And they quote that song. Oh no! But so you don't hear the song though, like you don't hear mm. the the guitar, nothing. No, not not when I'm watching Bill and Ted. No. Okay, well that's even better because it just it, I don't like it. I mean, the guys has been pushed forever. Well, it's it's very interesting though because. I, again, that's I guess that's slightly different than arena rock because Freddie Mercury, like I love his voice. Oh yeah, and he's more like arena rock, and so like a, a kind of little step back with Journey, where like I don't care for them, but I totally respect their mm-hmm. their mm-hmm. their 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 bulk or like their the impact they've made. There's the very same reason with like ACDC. I don't mm-hmm. necessarily like ACDC, but I totally get their their sort of. Um, um, the revelry, they're sort of like they're 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 considered legends, and I totally understand it. I'm never gonna argue with somebody about it. Um, but the same kind of time as hair metal happened, then you have like um, Guns N' Roses. Like mm-hmm. I love Guns N' Roses. They have that uh, sweet child of mine. They got that mm-hmm. heavy stuff. But then you Slash. got yeah, Slash, Slash is, the, is, is the man. man. Yeah, he's he's this he got his big old. He's always got a little cigar and his weird skull top mm-hmm. hat, whatever. But he he's always cool. But then you have, so and then they have songs like November Rain. You see, I like, like that song. But well, it's about let me, it though. Yeah, let me let me. Yeah, yeah. Defend uh, yourself. I like the last three minutes of November Rain. Yeah, I will listen so. through the whole song to that part like where where Slash you know steps up on top of the piano and goes into that. Yeah, I'll listen to the whole song just for that part. And then I'll listen to that part over and over again. <laughs> and then Axel ruins it by starting to sing. And it's just like... You don't like the little... Ah, the little... When, when Slash is playing, you shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Your time is over. But, I mean, I mean, he's well known for his ego ego size and mm-hmm. all that stuff. And their tumultuous stuff. So so that's funny that the bulk of their music is what I'm a huge fan of. You mm-hmm. know, like, uh, Welcome to the Jungle. I mean, mm-hmm. you have, like, the heavy stuff. Uh, Rocket Queen. That stuff oh, I like, like that song, yeah. That stuff Mr. is like, Brownstone. Yeah, which is about heroin addiction, yeah. which is like, okay, that's funny. But it's it's very heavy, right? And then they have like, just from what they play on the radio, two ballads. I mean, there might be some more stuff on their own stuff. So it's a Sweet November Rain, and I can't remember the other one, but it's Patience. like... Patience? Yeah, there you go, Patience, yeah. It's very ballad. My mom used to love that song, and I cannot listen to that song anymore because my mom listened to it and listened to it and listened to it. Well, did you show her the Chris Cornell version? Uh-uh. Please show her that. Uh, I, I will. I will. Yeah. But yeah, she always she always loved Patience, and so I had to listen to that song. It was like on every time we got in the car. But then, like <laughs> when they played uh, Mr. Brown's, did you say like, "Oh, this is filthy"? And there's like, oh, no, the she like she liked Guns N' Roses. My my mom's into classic rock like we are. That's how we got oh, yeah, into that's right. it. I mean, yeah. But um, I grew up with musicians. My brother is a musician. My uncle taught my brother. You know. So I grew up listening to the music side. Mm. 
my brother used to make fun of me when I say I only know the song by their lyrics and so yeah. it's like no you're gonna learn the music to it I'm gonna sit here and then play it for you like he used to learn a song and come up to me and start playing it he's like name that song that's like dude I don't know um, not without the lyrics and he's like there's more to songs than lyrics so like it just kind of what's funny that he, that didn't kind of push it out of you because that would have been like turning you off like look i just don't care about music anymore there's one song that i cannot listen to without thinking of my brother he used to use the song to annoy me <laughs> it was uh led zeppelin's over the hills and far away yeah i'm trying to remember the lyrics <laughs> but I would just be like in my room doing something. The door would open a crack and I'd hear dun, 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 dun. or oh, I'd be shit. like sitting in the bathroom and outside the door I'd hear dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> like, he would very he menacing. Would, no, no joke. He would chase me around the house playing that song. <laughs> so, so it's kind of like, um, like the, the, um, what's that horror movie where it's like a, yeah so it's kind of like your your halloween you wake up at three in the morning it's like anytime it comes on the radio it's just like oh. yeah i was gonna say you have that like what is that pavlov experiment yeah, with like the yeah, dinner bell Lovian yeah so you just have that reaction like you, you, you cross traffic or something to get away from the music or something oh that's wild but yeah it, it, it was funny I, I told him once it's like the lengths you go to to annoy me is just really flattering well, <laughs> you put well, a lot of thought into it What's cool that like Family Guy has this bit where I think it's Stewie the little kid where he he walks he he follows like it's very of course non PC but he follows mm-hmm. like fat people and he plays, oh, with the tuba with the tuba and he's like don't and they're like stop what are you doing leave me alone you're like don't and then 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 the guy trips and he's like yeah I know that one's so funny so imagine like that where you know you're just kind of walking and he's like and you're like stop and like like I gotta finish this lick though you know. Oh my god, that's funny. And like, I went through this small phase where I was playing the drums. I wasn't any good at it by any means. Oh, were you like Meg White from the White Stripes? No, uh, oh. nothing like her. Nothing, I, I mean, I like, I like her. Yeah, she's dope. But I was, I, I was n- not good at all, basically. So my brother, he he would be learning a song, hmm. and he'd teach me the drum beat to it. It's yeah. like just do this over and over again, and I'll play it. So we'd sit there and we'd. So do you know any John Bonham riffs? That's pretty dope. No. Oh. Well, it, 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 the one song, I mean, we played se- several songs, but the one that always stuck out that I remember playing is Mary Jane's Last Dance by Tom Petty. Oh, yeah. Doom. You had that little, oh, you got to do that little kick for me one time. That's dumb. Oh, I don't even remember how, my brother is just like, you know, okay, do this over and over again. And he'll play play and sing well you know what's perfect we'll do like like one part of the chorus that we'll record with you i gotta buy a drum set now <laughs> but you know what like for that little like that little fill-in or whatever we'll do um the um the what's that oh my god i can't remember the the doom we'll do the the rim shot yeah the rim shot yeah we'll do the rim <laughs> shot with it so like you instead of it doom, 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 you just do like doom, doom, and that'll be like our little intro or whatever oh that's perfect there's a there's an episode of right, spongebob <laughs> There's a it, it's an episode that actually Pantera plays in, and oh, uh, you know tying it back in there. It's yeah, nice. But um, it's the week before Sandy goes into hibernation, and, like she's doing all this you know stuff with SpongeBob. Oh, because she's so, a squirrel. Know, yeah. yeah, yeah. Get all this you know cool action in before she goes to sleep for the winter. And um, uh, SpongeBob, he's like can't take it. He's not keeping up. And 
So she's like, come on, SpongeBob, we're going fly fishing. She's got holding a pole and like pans over to a, a airplane. <laughs> so and it's like, you see the pole, you see the airplane. And then it cuts to some guy in a tux, like on a stage at a prom, just goes. Ba-da-ps. So uh, that's kind of the corniness is what makes it so funny. Yeah, because I'm thinking. So they did like a, a plane fishing, you know, they yeah, fly like, fishing, yeah, like whatever flies, flying, not, you know. The little lures they put on the thing. Yeah, I think they. I think it's a fly on there. I honestly don't know. Like, that, that, I'm not a. I'm not an angler, so. <laughs> so that's what's funny. That for me, like, I get like the joke's funny, but like I know less of it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I the get the fact it, like, that like, they're all aquatic creatures is funny too. Yeah, the whole <laughs> how the cars drive on the sea anyway. Uh, but yeah, Pantera. So you said they were on it. Though mm-hmm. Pantera has cemetery gates, and mm-hmm. then it kind of comes back to like. So Metallica came up in the 80s, and that was the, kind of the hair metal era. And like I know me and Jess did that episode, but so grunge is sort of known as killing um, hair metal, which isn't true because D. Snyder's still kicking around, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you make sure everyone knows that he's D. Snyder. Yeah, because he has that distinct <laughs> voice, but I mean, it's funny because without the makeup, you can't tell anyway because he's usually mm-hmm. in drag. Uh, but Metallica, I don't know if you heard this, and this is, hopefully it'll piss you off, but it came out this year. Where hopefully they announced it, yeah. Hopefully it will, because I want your take on it. But they came out with the with their their brand of whiskey. It's called Blackened. Oh, really? It's called Blackened. But this is where this is where the douchiness is gonna make you like just just completely get, go out of the sink. But the way they they made and they didn't they didn't have a hand in this by the way. So get mad at the distillers. But they have the, the whiskey soaking in barrels. You know they have to age them. Mm-hmm. And while they were soaking them, they blasted them with Metallica oh, music. <laughs> Oh, if I got to record your face, and it's dark too. I don't know why the sun just left us at yeah. at twelve in the it afternoon. Got, it got pretty dark in here, but yeah. But yeah, so you sit there with the vibration that's supposed to give it this heavy oh, metal. Oh, it just anyone who buys into that, I'm sorry, but you're an idiot. And you, and so of course I'm trying to buy it, right? But they're also you could win it on the radio. So, I'll, I'll, Beth, if you, I was hoping that you would kind of show your hand. And that Christmas gift you got me with this half, I, I was hoping you would say that's what he got in there. No, but no, that's, ah. that's not what it is. I'm sorry. It's... Damn it. Well, I'll find out next week and I'll let everybody know. Yeah. <laughs> so obviously it's like, I had a question mark, is it overrated? But I'm thinking like overratedness. And so I started thinking about bands, but it's like, I still like them anyway. Uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers. And they have a sign and it ties into like movies and old horror movies. They had a song that really resonated with me in the early 2000s called Other Side. Oh yeah, it's very. It's about suicide. The the lyric says about like um, um, slit my throat and something like that. Isn't that what Under the Bridge is about too? I think that's just about heroin, like because mm-hmm. he's like living under the bridge. I think Anthony Cletus was the whole band was on. Oh, this dude. This was an additional side tangent. This is gonna end the show. We're at an hour twenty. Um, <laughs> so the band is notorious for being, I think, except Flea, but being like heavy heroin users. Mm-hmm. But they all kicked the kind of early on. But unfortunately, the, the one of their I don't know if it was the first guitars, but Dave Navarro, he had trouble kicking it. Yeah. So they got rid of him, and they bought John Frusciante. I forgot Dave Navarro played with him for a while. And that's who I know. I know that's when I kind of got started against him. But you have John Frusciante, Mm -hmm. which is like another phenomenal, very young guitarist. Wasn't he like a guitarist for them? And then they... Kicked him out? Yeah, Yeah. kicked him for Navarro. Yep. And then they kicked Navarro and brought him back. I don't know if they brought him back after that, but I know he's been back like three times. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) it's funny, like, it's it's not funny. He's one of those tragic funnies, but he gets out of rehab, and it's like, okay, go back to the, the kind band. Kind of like um, Scott Weiland. Yeah, can't, there can't you go. Can't stay out of rehab. Yeah, well, until he died. But fortunately, John Frusciante's still alive. Because um, he's just he's just a phenomenal guy. And somebody just told me recently where 
because um, they're big John Frusciante fans, you know, more so than I am. But that that his solo stuff is it becomes like his first album is great, is brilliant. But by this, his next albums, he becomes fairly incoherent because he's doing it like while he's on heroin. Mm-hmm. And and the I can't remember any titles, but they just go all over the place. But so anyway, mm-hmm. just jumping back real quick, that song "Other Side," the video they did. I can't remember if it was around the same time that I got into it, but they did it in the style of uh, um, Doctor like, Caligari, which is oh, a famous is one, horror um, movie. Oh yeah, it always reminded me of MC Escher, a little bit. That's the one where Flea's got the the phone lines. Yeah, that he's and playing. he's plucking it. Yeah, yeah he's plucking it yeah, while the, the guy's like he has the, the like the lips and they look like uh, yeah, bird wings. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, that always made me think of MC Escher, but if they actually, I have the movie. After I have the movie is is called is called um, the Cabinet of Doctor Caligari, which is I'll kind of do the quick story. Is it's this guy that shows up in in like a, a festival. It's all it's in it's old school silent movie and where it plays music, you know, like mm-hmm. Nosferatu, um, <laughs> and so it, it's very much like it's German Gothic horror. I think it came out after Nosferatu, but. It's it's very cool because the way the doors are, they're all like weird angles, so it's trippy. Your 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 mind's trying to watch it. Like, wait, is he dreaming or what? So this guy, Doctor Caligari, shows up in this town square and he presents his. This is where I learned the word somnambulis, which means sleepwalker. Somnambulis, somnambulis. Hmm. So he opens the casket and there's this guy with. He looks like Edward Scissorhands. This is hmm. like fifty years before him or something. And so he comes out, and so so it ends up like in the middle of the night, he kills a girl, and it's real trippy because they're trying to find out who the murderer is. So he's kind of like a monster. Oh yeah, it's definitely like a monster. Okay. Yeah, but it's it's you know one off. It, it's a beautiful story. So anyway, they use that style for uh, other side. But then I thought, and this is where I finished my rant. Um, another Red Hot Chili Pepper song was one that I really like. is really mellow, almost ballady, but Californication. Mm-hmm. And and they have that that really cool lyric that ties it into grunge where he says, "And Cobain, can you hear the sounds?" So he's referencing back to Kurt Cobain. So it's mm-hmm. almost like we're other side, suicidish, you know, depressing, to Californication, back to Kurt Cobain and um, um, uh, grunge music, and it ties back in with kind of ballad. And that's that's kind of where I thought that all this all these thoughts were in running my head. Like in a minute, and then I said, "Can I please go to sleep now, Tony?" And mm-hmm. in the morning, I, I I texted it out. So I thought that was a good way to sort of, and I could I, I compressed like in ten minutes, I compressed like twenty years of music <laughs> and like conversation. So and we and we and it's cool because we interacted with it intersectedly. But anything, your final thoughts on wrapping that up, Beth? Um, just music in general, or, or any any of that like stuck out because I know we did like the whole. Um, you know, the somnambulis and cut out all that cool shit. Well, like, uh, one thing that I was thinking while you are talking about, like, the, the songs from Chili Peppers that really, you know, Stick resonated with you or, like, oh. you know, it's kind of like after they mellowed out a lot. Like, a lot of their earlier stuff was much more high energy. That, that um, that, what is it, music, sex magic or something? Mother's Blood, blood sugar, sex magic? Blood sugar, sex magic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's the one they're most known for. I remember growing up hearing Aeroplane. Yeah. You remember that one? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a fun one. You got kids singing in the background. Yeah, yeah. Well, they do, and they did a real dope cover of, um, of uh, Stevie Wonder, um, Higher Ground. Oh, yeah, Higher Ground. Yeah, that's, that's a, that is a really good cover. I remember <laughs> bringing this back to Disneyland. There was one time we, we went to Disneyland. Um, it was me and Mark. And um, this was the first time we went to California Adventures. Like, we always just... Oh. <clears throat> I always just went to Disneyland. And this time, you know, we got the park hopper passes. We went to both 
um, both parks, but they were doing this little um, overlay for, there was a, a ride in Disneyland, a ride in California Adventures, um, that they replaced the soundtracks with Chili Peppers music. In um, Disneyland. Just that day, or? It, it was like for the summer. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, because um, <clears throat> in, in Disneyland, it was Space Mountain. They did Higher Ground, and they had, it was like a laser rock show. It's like oh. they had the, you know, projections of people dancing lasers and it, it, it was really cool you know you know considering i went there to ride space mountain i wasn't too upset that it wasn't the way i wanted it to be not but, original yeah but like so we went to california adventures the next day and this is the, the first time i'd been to that park mm. and um we went on like the best ride there is california screaming it's a big roller coaster and they were playing um around the world mm. Oh, wow, it's ringing again. <laughs> oh, I have my headphones, I can hear it. Um, but, yeah, I think it was Around the World. It's on the same same album as, you know, Other Side. Okay. Is, is it Stadium Arcadium? No. no that's Californication, yeah. Yeah, I think it was on Californication. I'll, I'll look it up, just keep... keep but anyway, um, and but it worked really well with, you know, they synced it up well with what's going on around you and the roller coaster and stuff, but... So I didn't know what the original soundtrack to that ride was till I went back like the next oh, year. Oh yeah, so, yeah, I didn't think about that. Because right. I always thought of they 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 called it the Rock and Roller Coaster or something like that. Yeah. But yeah, they had Chili Peppers playing. So like you know, every time I hear that song, I think of riding California Screaming for the first time. Well, that's a really good good story. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's a different. I think it's titled differently because I keep getting all these different bands. But maybe if I put Around the World. Chili peppers. Um, well, I guess that's a good point to, to um to wrap it up. Yeah, to wrap it up, we didn't even do our future episode. So hopefully, you know, we got we're halfway through the month. Um, I'm I can split this in two, but maybe we could do like a wrap up with with Mark if he wants mm -hmm. to. Um, no, it is called Around the World. Oh well, go me. Woo. I'm trying to listen to it. <laughs> Are you listening to it? Because I got headphones on. <laughs> and just uh like. Know, breaking the fourth wall. I got a piece so bad. Like, really? yeah, I have no clue. I drank that whole can, and I feel like See, I'm just. That's stuck why to I pace myself with my water. You gotta think about this. You, you mean Tony does not understand moderation? <laughs> nope. <laughs> yeah, that one. Yeah, that. Yeah, I love yeah. that. All around the world. Yes, yeah. the part because I, I kept thinking like, uh, I kept thinking I think Daft Punk. <laughs> all around the oh, world. All around the yeah. world. Around. I like that video. And you know what? The thing that's kind of. Overall, I would think with the Red Hot Chili Peppers, I would kind of consider them slightly overrated. The lyrics are very corny for a lot of it, you know, mm -hmm. to be fair. But again, like he talks about like his alcohol, but his poppy, upbeat ones are like fun, you know, like yeah. you, little kids can sing. Well, overall, the thing that's kind of kept me um, break or anchored to that band that I still like, ah, I like him, is um, Flea. Something about Flea. I like Flea, yeah. He's, he's an actor. He's been in like... Mm -hmm. uh, Back to the Future, um, the Big Lebowski, the Big Lebowski, yeah. Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, he's got a that's cameo. Right. That's he's right. the guy in the the bathroom. Oh, that's right, yeah. <laughs> so what's the trouble? Like he's oh, very. Oh, I got LSD all over my arm. Shh, <laughs> I forgot that line. <laughs> but he's very, he's a very cool. You you think mm. he, he doesn't seem like an, like a jerk? You think he like if you ask him for an autograph, he'd invite you to the house for breakfast or something? Like he's yeah. a very chill guy, and like I said, I don't think he got into drugs or they just never controlled them as they did yeah, like 
the other guys. But that's so Flea is the. If Flea were to leave the band, then I'd be done with Ratchet. If I put it that way. I remember watching kind of a behind the scenes or you know back when before they were famous type thing about oh, Flea. Cool. Um, he actually grew up playing the trumpet. He didn't play oh. the bass till he got with uh, Chili, Chili Peppers. Oh shit! Yeah. Well, I hear if you if you know one instrument, you can it. it mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. definitely have a better. Yeah, chance. my brother's that way. Yeah, speaking of your brother, um, when is my song coming? Anyway, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure, uh, hopefully you won't listen to this episode, but uh, let's call it quits, Beth. We hit that hour and a half, and I really got to pee. So, okay. Uh, Beth, hopefully we do another episode, but if not, thank you for joining me for this year. I didn't even get it. Well, you know what? I still have you here. Um, are we going to still keep doing the show? Sure, why not? Nice, and I don't even have to offer her money anymore. So, <laughs> this is Tony Shava. Hopefully this isn't the 2020 last one, but if so... Um, you know, happy holidays to everybody. Happy New Year. Um, wash your damn hands and wear your stupid mask. Don't don't get all butthurt about it. It's, we're all in this BS together. Yeah. Not, <laughs> not not necessarily love thy neighbor, but maybe don't flick your feces over <laughs> to their lawn. Don't be a dick. Yeah. That, screw that. Love your neighbors. Don't be a dick. Just don't be a dick. So yeah. for 2020, let's just say don't be a dick. Um, damn, we got to do another episode because I want to do the, like my music of the year. And so I have a song that I like... I picked it early on in the year, and it kind of just carried me through it. And, Is it and called it, Don't Be a Dick? No, no. It's called, like, um, <laughs> The Dick in Me or something. No. Well, I'm not going to spoil it. I'll talk about it. I'm going to cut that out because that's gross. I don't want to hear that. Okay. So, Tony Shava, your Jive As Alien. Check me out on Instagram. Uh, Tony Shava, Jive As Alien. And with the co-host, of course. Beth the Supreme Deity. And check us out Facebook. And, I don't know, mm-hmm. just just Google Jive As Alien. Nobody's corny enough to have that it's, it's pretty unique <laughs> all right everybody see you next time toodles